Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. Very sad news this week, Kenton. We lost Paul Rubens. And Sinead O'Connor. Oh, and Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, that was this week it was too. a was bad that... week. And, and, and uh, Tony Bennett wasn't too far before them. Oh, like, it, I know, it was brutal. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's weird. Like, Sinead O'Connor, um, I don't think that was a natural death, uh, necessarily. Uh, right. uh, and that, of course, I was very sad what happened to her and her son in that whole situation. Yeah, oh, terrible. Uh, but Paul Rubens was a shock, because I guess yeah. nobody knew he was sick. It was a battle, with, right. a private battle with cancer. And what I saw, actually, in both cases with Sinead O'Connor and Paul Rubens, was just a huge outpouring from people on TikTok and other social media, just showing how much they loved them. Um, Paul Rubens, just a big part of my childhood. Pee Wee Herman was a huge part of my childhood. Oh, uh, loved that character. I, I didn't see the first movie in the theater, but I did see Big Top Pee Wee in the theater. <laughs> I went to see it with my friends when that came out. And, uh, the, of course, the TV show that everybody loved. Yeah, I loved all of it. I saw the uh, everything in the theater, The first, starting with the first movie. Of course, the morning TV show. I, I, I watched every one of those uh, as well. But he, I think... The media got it a bit wrong when they were reporting on his death. When they go, he made children around the world happy. It was like, no, no, no. His the gag was a meta gag where he was a children's entertainer for adults. Like that's what he always was, right? Like he was on he was on late night with David Letterman. He wasn't on the Today Show. I saw those show. clips. Those a yes. lot of those kinds of clips are coming up on TikTok, and I yeah. love seeing them. Right? He did some hilarious bits he was on the dating show yes he was, that was his first yeah. appearance as pb herman was on the dating show as a yeah. guy being set up and he won like a couple he, he was on three times and he won the last time he was on so yeah. like that's that's pretty funny and you're right but i think is i think that hollywood tried to sell him as a children's entertainer for a while i just watched Bay, um pb's big adventure last night and it is very much a movie aimed at kids like you can understand the pain of losing your bike, of your bike being stolen, and yeah. of course all that other stuff. So there's a lot of like children-themed things in there, although it is still also hilarious for adults. It's it's what's yeah. funny is seeing a grown man act like a child, right? That's what's well, so funny about it. That's part of what's interesting about Pee Wee Herman is it's un what is his age? Nobody knows. Like right. it's unclear. Uh, like <laughs> how did he end up where he is? Like there there's no prequel, so you just you don't you just accept that he is uh, th this guy in this circumstance. And and it's amazing. Like, I noticed on the Letterman clips, you're like, wow, he really seems like a little kid. And then they zoom in on his face, but then you can kind of see, like, oh, no, he's an adult. Like, he's got wrinkles in his corners of his eyes and, like, some stubble, a little stubble when they get close. He's got the makeup on and stuff you can see. And so so that's part of the uh, uh, our, our uh, willingness to have disbelief and to just accept him as a real as a real thing. And I think that's part of the genius of the character. You know? mm -hmm. that's, that's what definitely yeah. see that in the movie. Everybody accepts him for who he is. Yeah. He's just this weird guy yeah. that wears the same suit. He has this weird, <laughs> where does he get his money? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem to have a job. Uh, there's all kinds of questions that are never answered, but that's what we love about it. And yeah. uh, it is very sad. Now it's interesting. I haven't seen this. I haven't really been watching a lot of news, but has anybody mentioned his incident? Of course, in the theater that happened that oh, was yeah. really seen as kind of a, um, I guess a blight on his career or whatever, but there was his arrest and of course, infamous mugshot and that kind of stuff that's been talked about oh yeah 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 uh you know ctv brought it up before anything i think um ctv national news all right not, not, not where you work but CTV <laughs> national news brought it up right away one day like, one oh, day i hope I to be there i don't know that it has to be the lead of the story and i also like to point out I, a few people mentioned it to me and i was like wait is it? fred willard was caught doing the same thing 
like 20 years later. And um, and at that point, people were just like, well, whatever you want to do. It, <laughs> and <the problem laughs> it was in okay one of those situations, I mean, you know, and I think people don't know that the porn theater was actually something that even Winnipeg had one. And um, and I guess before the Internet, that's where people would go to see stuff. Yeah. And I don't think it was unheard of. <laughs> that kind of stuff that happened there. Yes. Right. Uh, and there's yeah. probably worse things that happened yes. in that theater. And uh, so I think I think that, I, you know, I'm not excusing that. But at the same time, uh, it was something, I think, that was kind of of its day, except for Fred Willard. <laughs> where he, he went into a peep show. Like, oh, remember, I didn't know Dominion, that. we had Dominion News uh, downtown. Yep. And they had a little area in the back, restricted area with 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 peep shows where you could watch dirty movies. And that was like 50 years after <laughs> anybody was even doing that, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think uh, for a guy like Fred Willard, it would have been <laughs> like something he might have enjoyed as a as a young man. He was reliving sure. his glory days as a young man. Well, I didn't know that about Fred Willard, but yeah. Paul Rubens, uh, at the time, it was, I think, a more opportunistic police officer and uh, yeah. and press that took advantage of that and sensationalized that. And I think now people have realized, you know, he was just kind of, it is what it is. And people make mistakes. People go through things. I think it's Pee Wee, uh, Paul Rubens, I see it. And I want to call him Pee Wee Herman because, and to me as yeah. a kid, he was Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Like, I didn't know well, his name's really Paul Rubens. He's not really like that. Like we thought he was really like that. Cause he says in the movie, it even says Pee Wee Herman as himself. So yeah. that was like a persona that he did. And he would make, again, like you said, he'd make talk show appearances in that character. Um, but yeah, it's really a roller coaster, his life, right? Up and down, like huge fame, falling down, disgraced at like, like in that incident that happened and then back up again. He, of course, he had lots of work later in his career. They, they had another PV special on Netflix a few years back. Remember? Oh, yeah. It was, it was fantastic. a Christmas special. That's a great movie. Uh, so, it really is. It's an awesome movie. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, the character is somewhat ageless. So and nobody yeah. else could do it. I don't think they're going to be anybody else doing Pee Wee Herman. We're not going to see a no. Pee Wee anything else. Paul Rubens was Pee Wee Herman, and and me yeah. rest in peace because we'll never get that again. So and of course, yeah, Sinead O'Connor. I I'd forgotten about that one, but I loved her her music when oh. I was a teenager. Um, so I her, mean, yeah, it's so great. And also somebody who was disgraced, like they they oh, share that in common with the. Well, she ripped up off a picture of the Pope. Right. Yeah, but the, 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 I agreed the, with that one. The, but the but yeah, but I don't think I think at the time I don't remember people saying, "Oh, that's so mean to the Pope" or anything. I think they just saw it as a form of crass self promotion or something. Oh, I don't know. I, think, I saw that. <laughs> I was uh, in a room in Quebec. I was on an exchange trip, and I was in yeah. rural Quebec in a very Catholic household, and we were watching Saturday Night Live. And she tore up a picture of the Pope and the entire family went, oh, very upset. They were very upset. <laughs> I read about the, in- I read about the, that incident uh, last week. I pulled out my old, uh, my Tom Shales book on SNL, the oral history. And Lauren Michaels says, oh, she was making a statement that was very important to her. And okay, good for you. Like he didn't really care. But then there was a, the director and the director said he was so angry, not at what she did. But he was angry that she didn't tell anybody. And he's like, just tell me what you're going to. And in fact, she lied to him. She said, I'm going to hold up a picture of starving kids. And she apparently did it in the rehearsal. And she did a bait and switch and then did the Pope during a live 
during the live thing. So he said he was so angry that she didn't trust him to tell him. So he said two things happened. And he goes, the first thing is he didn't, he would not push the applause button. He's like, no, no applause. I'm not, I'm not. And so he said, so no applause, but they did allow her to come back at the end of the show to wave goodbye with everybody else. And he said on the same show, Tim Robbins was the host, which everybody's forgotten. And Tim Robbins was famously wearing an, an anti-GE shirt with a GE with an X through it. And so the whole week they said everyone was like, oh no, Tim Robbins is gonna wear a shirt. What are we gonna do? This is terrible. And they're like, could you wear a jacket uh, over it? Could you, and there's all the whole week they're focused on what's Tim Robbins gonna do. And so they said in the last scene, she comes out, she's standing next to Tim Robbins and nobody even noticed his shirt. Nobody gave a crap. All anybody was talking she about was the- Shane O'Connor. She, she basically, he was newsjacking the show or hijacking, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And she did him one better. So nobody wow. even remembers what Tim Robbins. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I forgot he yeah. was the host that, that week. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, anyway, it's very sad that that uh, they've gone before their time, of course, very, both, uh, she was 56, I think, yeah. uh, very young. Yeah. And he was 70, uh, Paul Rubens was 70. So very sad uh, that we've lost them. And then we've lost something else to transition into our main topic for today. We've lost Twitter, kind of. Does Twitter um, exists, Dan? Let's start no, there. No, well, I'll, I'll start with that. It does not for me because I've actually deleted my Twitter account. I'm no longer on X or whatever you want to call it. I've, I'm done with that. So, uh, but what happened? Is it called this, Twitter? I guess it's called X, right? Is that what it's called now? <laughs> I, I, I think part of the what we're dealing with is the confusion about, the, like, the worst rebrand in history. My, uh, is, this could be it. Oh, I don't and know. Remember the Gap? Remember the Gap rebrand? That was pretty bad. No, what was it? Oh God, it was a horrible logo, and they they went back on it immediately. Uh, right. It was a couple of years ago. But <laughs> it was, was like, okay, never Gap. mind. Back to the old. It was just Gap. It wasn't the Gap. It was something. Right. It was horrible, and nobody liked it. Anyway, and there was right, also, of course, you can't forget New Coke. New Coke was also a bad rebrand. Right, but normally when you're rebranding something in marketing, it's a carefully planned out process with professionals in place and lots of a rollout involving all hands on deck loads of stuff but this is this was like elon had a notion on a saturday night <laughs> that he would like to change the name of the business that he spent four billion dollars on and it just appears to have and, and everybody running around like chickens with their heads cut off trying to make it happen yeah that well, and, and by the way, a rebrand also usually incorporates some element of the old brand, like those other two examples I just talked about. We're still using parts of the old brand. This is nothing. This is this is like getting rid of everything. And and what I've read about it, it's like Twitter is one of the most recognizable brands on the planet now because of the iconic bird. Uh, it's got a, such a simple logo. It's been talked about so much. It's been such a part of the global conversation over the years. And he has just run that company into the ground. It has lost all relevance, all, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just just uh, um, valid, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I don't, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it, it, if, if it's all at the whims of this guy, then who cares? And why, why even be a part of it? If he can just change it whenever he wants and do something stupid like this that everybody else thinks is really stupid, then why even be part of it? That's not why I quit Twitter. I'll tell you why I quit Twitter in a second, but anyway, go ahead. Well, I have a personal Twitter story to tell too that coincides with this rebrand, which we'll get to in just a second. But what some of the stuff that we saw 
like they put the X sign up there. Like it was all news that were taking down the word Twitter, but then uh, they had they got stopped in the middle of the signage thing because they were blocking. They didn't have a permit to block the street, <laughs> so so they had to stop. And then they started again, and then they got the X up, and that now they took it back down because there's so many complaints to the city from nearby residents and stuff for the thing. So it's just it's just sort of a microcosm of how. Everything so they've also become wrong. the annoying business yeah. in the neighborhood. That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> when I That's see, justice. Yeah, when I see the X, I think, oh yeah, it doesn't exist. To me, that means Twitter doesn't exist, though I, it might still be called <laughs> Twitter and not X. It's a little unclear what we're supposed to be calling it. Well, it's kind of like the Facebook Meta thing, right? That's also yeah. very confusing because right. it is Meta. And they're, but they're still calling Facebook Facebook and Instagram Instagram. So I think that's kind of yeah. what he's trying to do is be X, but still have Twitter be Twitter. But everyone's right. saying it's X. Everyone now is saying it's X. And X, by the way, is very generic, extremely generic. Remember, they used to say like brand X when they didn't want to say the other brands. And yeah. that's just like, what are you trying to say with the letter X? I just don't he, get it. He just, it's like the classic business owner. I just like the, I like the letter X. So, that's what we're going to make all of this. It's what I like. I like this. That's so let's not do this. a good enough reason. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not for, not for a, a platform that has built, uh, millions of, of and, I mean, and people have been dropping off the platform like crazy because of this. I'm sure this just added to it, but people were doing that before. Every decision he's made since taking over this company has been a poor one. Well, Twitter has already died a thousand deaths since he took it over. That's the funny thing about this, where it's like, this happens. Okay, now it's dead. This happens. Oh, now it's dead again. This happens. Now it's dead again. And it just like and the the week before he limited the number of tweets that people could view, which is just absurd. Uh, like if you don't have if you don't have the blue check mark. Now, I don't know. I, he, he's probably taken it back now. But if you have the blue check mark, you can view as many tweets as you want. Um, if you don't have it, there's only so many. And so I maxed out at a certain point. And uh, and people were all over saying we maxed out. We can't read any more tweets. What's going on? And said tweets will not load. Basically, because and by the way, this is an advertising-based business where you need people to see tweets. Like in order to have people buy promoted tweets, you need them to be able to see it. So that happened. And um, here's my story. So I maxed out. The next day, and I'm like, this is terrible. The next day, I opened, and this could have just been a mistake. I still don't know what this was. The next day I open Twitter and I get a message going, you are on three day suspension for having violated Twitter's rules. I'm like, what, what rules? And so I'm reading the thing and it doesn't really, like there's nothing in there that pertains to anything I've done that I can tell. I'm, I, I read through the thing and it's like, you can't spam people, you can't, uh, whatever, whatever it is. It's like, I'm going through the list going, I didn't do any of this, I don't know what this is. But I did the day before make a joke about Elon Musk. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, could this be? Did I violate Twitter standards by making a joke about Elon Musk? Maybe it could have been that. So I, to, I still don't know. But here's the other thing. So after it says I'm on some kind of suspension, I, I, I'm like, what? The, well, like, like, see, let's see how this works. And so I dismiss it. Seems to work the way it always does. <laughs> see. Nothing changed over the three-day suspension period. So it might have been a mistake. Like, maybe everybody got that message. I don't know. It's so confusing, it's impossible to tell. 
So uh, what were you going to say? You quit Twitter for well, a reason. Okay, yeah, I'll quick. I'll just tell you, I had a similar experience like that on TikTok where a video I put up yesterday got a thing that said it violated some, it was oh. a content violation. What the hell? And it said there was criminal activity going on in this in this video. And I'm like, it was an unboxing video for my new trivia game. So there's no criminal activity. I bought this on Amazon. And so up at the top corner, it just said, uh, and a little button said appeal. And it'll, it basically it just makes, I think it just makes, makes a person look at it is all that is. I think it's something that got flagged by bot. Some mm -hmm. image in there made made it look like something, and so they flagged it, and so I could. But I, I, it's disturbing that they would go ahead and do it automatically without a person looking at it. So I just said appeal, and then within ten minutes it was back. They put it back. Said, oh, we we saw your appeal, and we put it back because it's fine. So that was weird that that happened, but that was yeah, it was a similar experience. See, I, um, I had one of those on TikTok similar to you, but I didn't click appeal. I was like, fine, uh, whatever. I, oh. made, I, made a, <laughs> I, I was like. I just like fine if you don't want it up there I won't put it there but I made a joke about uh about Vladimir Putin and <laughs> well, and, well, and all uh, that stuff and uh, basically about how he always go like if you ask him about anything he goes it's a risk is the risk everything <laughs> is the risk like right it's all a big risk so if you ask him that's how we respond so I did a bunch of jokes about that and they're like no like instantly it was like this violates the thing well, it's like probably it, because they're trying to block stuff coming from his side of the right but so but it war didn't or whatever even, but yeah right it didn't even it like i don't think it was public for a second That's it was like instantly shot down as something that cannot be on there huh. like okay. okay so what happened to me on twitter was basically yeah. it had to do with ctv and i decided when i started working at ctv that i was just going to use the twitter account for that yeah uh, I, I wanted to have a place where people could access me i didn't want them finding my social media my facebook because uh, there, there is a bit of an issue with like people, not necessarily bad thing, but people do search out and follow um, media personalities on social media. Like I, I have a, there's certain people who will like friend me and when I look at them and I see all these other people who I'm friends with who are also on TV and on the radio, I know this person is like a kind of person who just wants to collect their favorite media people. And I don't usually respond to those, but um, I didn't want, I wanted to have a place. So I was on Twitter. And but basically all I ever did was tweet my articles. I never engaged in discussion. I didn't get in. I couldn't really get into arguments with you guys or do anything like I used to do because I was trying to. I was representing CTV and I didn't want to say anything negative um, about that. So I just kind of would. And I would always forget. I never used Twitter. I took it off my phone. I would just always forget to go on it. TikTok is ruining for all their social media. It really has because I've just not don't engage in anything else. Very rarely on Instagram. So, um, but then I wrote an article about this guy who uh this is there was a in winnipeg people here will know about this issue around the landfill where the um a group of indigenous people were asking for a landfill to be searched in winnipeg and they for a while had a blockade going at the other landfill the main one in our city and so i got assigned to interview this guy during this whole debacle there was a guy who drove up to that um that blockade dumped a bunch of mulch out on the ground on top of like a mural that they painted uh in memory of the people whose lives had been lost and this idiot drives out there, dumps a bunch of mulch on it because he wasn't able to use the dump that day and he was pissed off about it. And guess who gets assigned to interview him? This guy. Okay. And I got, I wasn't yeah. seeking this out. I got assigned this. Right? This is what happens. Hey, Dan, can you interview this guy? Here's his phone number. See if you can call him. What? What is it about? Oh, he's the guy who dumped all his crap on the thing. Oh, okay. Uh, so then I, I, I didn't, I read like one CTV article about what happened. Got the gist of it. I said, okay, well, I'm just going to interview this guy and see what he wants. And I don't even know, by the way, sometimes they ask me to interview people and that's all I do. And somebody else takes it and writes it up. Sometimes I don't always write it up. So I didn't even know if I was going to write it up. I thought I just had to interview this guy and get his side of the story. So I did that. I interviewed this guy, got his side of the story. Uh, he's an idiot. 
he walked up to these people uh, who are asking for the government to pay for the landfill search that's going to cost $184 million. He walked up to this group of people and said, uh, maybe the indigenous people should pay for it or something. It was just a stupid thing to say to this group of people. And I thought I conveyed that in the article I wrote about it. I wrote a very simple article. I was told to just get it up as quickly as possible, put it up, get this guy's side of the story out there. And then I got a whole bunch of criticism on Twitter. Now, I didn't tweet this article out. Somebody found it, and they found my name on the website, and they linked it to my – because my CTV account was linked to my Twitter. They found it on there, and they basically started a rant and tagged me in this all these little tweets and said, this is horrible reporting. It's not balanced. You didn't challenge him. All this stuff about like how I didn't do a very good job interviewing this guy, and I didn't uh, fill in the rest of the story for all the other stuff that happened around it. So I'm like, yeah, I didn't, but that wasn't really my job that day. I was just assigned to interview this guy and write up his side of the story. And then I got direct messages from a former student on Twitter that was challenging me on this and saying, why aren't you answering these people? And I'm like, I don't need this. This is not what I signed up for. This is not what Twitter is for for me. And I'm like, how many people will actually even tweet? Like my Twitter following is basically defunct student accounts. It is really like most of the people who follow me on Twitter. I apologize to anybody who listens to this podcast who also followed me. You guys are awesome. But mostly it's student accounts that do not use Twitter anymore because we made them use it when they were in our program. So I didn't really care. Most of the people I know on social media, I'm also connected to on Facebook and other platforms. Um, and so I can talk to them there. And there was just nothing left for me on Twitter. I'm like, I'm just going to delete it. And it felt good. It really did feel good to delete that. Great. It only, and the, the yeah. next day was the announcement of X. And I'm like, good. I did it right in time. You know, it only takes one bad experience on social media to kind of uh, – for the bloom to fall off the rose, it doesn't take a lot. I, well, I uh, wasn't even it wasn't even that bad of an experience, but I thought, what if like the next time this happens, it's going to be so much worse, and I just do not want to deal with this. I'm not that kind of a journalist. I'm not the guy who's going on Twitter and arguing about people over the ethics of this crap. I'm just a guy doing a job. That's all I'm trying to do. Sorry, go ahead. Right. No, I was just going to say on Instagram, which I'm barely not even on anymore, though I check it like once a day or something. But um, there was Drake giving a big speech underneath a giant statue of himself <laughs> about about the uh, on stage about the importance of humility or something i they, i'm probably misstating it now right i'm probably misstating funny. it now so right and so i said always kids always understand the importance of humility and 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 wherever you go make sure everyone understands how humble you are under a giant statue of yourself especially or something like that i made some joke and i was like i, I really don't I don't dislike Drake. I don't I don't particularly, you know, love his music or anything, but I was like, oh, it's just funny, just amusing or whatever. And the abuse started rolling in like I that the my comment got a lot of likes. I mean, I thought it was nothing. I mean, I leave so many jokes online. It's like you don't I get surprised when anybody notices anything. <laughs> and so it's the first uh, the likes came in. I was like, oh, okay, all right. So I made a good joke. Then the abuse started rolling in over the rest of the week, and it was just like, you're stupid. You're a dope. You're you're a moron. Drake Drake understands what he's doing or something. Like like it's just a ten thousand of those things. And I was like, I don't necessarily like. Yeah, okay, he understands what he's doing. That that's not. I was telling a joke. I was making a joke. I wasn't like. I wasn't putting. We're actually him criticizing down. Drake. Right? No, you're no, no. You got the irony right. in the situation, which right. is awesome. But who cares? What does he care? He, he's, he's got a billion dollars and, and he's having a good time. So what does he care about my stupid comment about my joke or whatever? But that to me, like, so every time I was checking Instagram, it's just another one, another one, another just. And here you'll like this. 
the, the, and one guy was like, you're, uh, you're a dipshit. And so I, so I'm like, okay. So I look at him, hospitality management in Peru. I was like, nothing's more hospitable than calling strangers online dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's hilarious. So you're just like, oh my god. So yeah. So it doesn't take a lot to um, to kind of find yourself online in that set of circumstances, and that's why I think why people say it's bad for mental health and everything else. I mean, I'm at an age where it doesn't really. Nothing bothers me. Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> Call me dipshit if you like. <laughs> All right, dipshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's I think we're at a tipping point for social media, so we're gonna see. I mean, Twitter is becoming less and less relevant, even more so now. And I always already thought that. Um, Facebook is. I mean, I, I've not used it very much over the last couple of years. Uh, we were talking before we started recording about the issue around Bill C eighteen, which we talked about in the podcast before, and and how news you can't share news articles. Nobody can share news on Facebook anymore, and Google, and uh, of course, uh, so people are are going to stop using it for that reason. They might use it for other reasons, but they're going to stop right. using it for that reason. It's the same thing with Twitter. They're going to stop using it for the reason they used to use it for, and they'll develop new habits. That thing about the limited tweets—that's a horrible idea because. That gives you an excuse to click away and go on another social media app. You're just going to go over to Instagram or, t- or TikTok instead of being on Twitter. So that is awful. So they're just driving customers away with that policy. That's a horrible, horrible idea. And he may have changed it since, and who knows? But it's like he's on a kamikaze mi- mission. Or, or, And part of me just thinks, did he pay all this money to shut it down? Like, is that his whole plan? Like, it's just so, it's so poorly done. And so, and you can just sort of see, like, like the seams on this thing snapping like <laughs> one by one. Oh, his new CEO is Linda Yaccarino from uh, formerly of NBC. And she tweeted um, to, uh, or whatever it's called now, Z did <laughs> that uh, that uh, Twitter is going to be everything. It's going to be the place where you go to watch sports or what, blah, blah, blah. And, and one of the things she lists is ba- and and where you'll do your banking. And I was like, nobody is going to give Elon Musk their banking information. When when you see what he's doing there, why would anybody do that? I don't know. I I don't even think like I'd be afraid to put my credit card number in there to run an ad campaign on behalf of a client even because you're just you don't know what might change or what's likely to happen if you do that. I think it's It's, uh, um, it's scary. Yeah. And it's you know what happens when you try to appeal to everyone, Kenton? You You appeal to no one. To no one, yeah, that, that's what's yeah. happening. No one's gonna care. You can't do everything. They're just, it's gonna die. Uh, Facebook, I, don't, I mean, this whole thing about Facebook is in Canada only, so it might not affect it globally, but I think it is no. gonna affect the way people use Facebook in Canada and Google in Canada. You can no, no longer Google the news in Canada, so you're gonna have to find another way to get the news when you wanna find out what's happening. And that's not a need that's gonna go away. Like people are all of a sudden, oh, forget it. It's, yeah, I don't care about it because it's not on Google. No, no. And by the way, I hate, I've, got, I've taken Google, I'm trying to go all Bing. I'm really, I am making an effort here to go all Bing. So, <laughs> So we'll see how that works. I'll report back on that later on. I got rid of my Google. Um, well, I still have to have my Chrome browser because I've got so much of my fucking information saved in there. But I've gotten rid of Google app. I use the Bing app. And yeah. I do have the um, whatever it is on um, the uh, whatever the browser, Edge, Microsoft Edge browser on my phone that I'm trying to use. But it is clumsy. Anyway. Oh, and, okay, and we, w- w- one more thing. While we're talking about clumsy there was a big initial rush to get onto threads, the Facebook, oh, Facebook version of Twitter. And by the way, it's been four weeks of utter boredom of nothing happening there. Uh, I think the only thing that happened, the most fun thing was people 
going, okay, Elon, goodbye, and then going some other place. And I think after that enthusiasm wore off, there hasn't really been much there. And I think I, I read somewhere that Threads users have dropped off by 60% since the initial enthusiasm mm -hmm. of everybody jumping on yeah. there. Yeah. So that's, it's not proving, and I, you know, I, we all have to remind ourselves, we don't like Zuckerberg either. Or like, oh yeah, we don't like him either. Oh yeah, four weeks into Threads. They're all so, jerks. Right, yeah. They're all jerks. That, that's sort of the problem we're dealing with, right? Yeah. Right. And if, if we all just deleted our social media on the same day, the world might be a better place. That's true. I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got to wrap things up, uh, but let's uh, talk before we go about some recommendations. Uh, I will start. I finally started because the second season came out this week, but I finally started watching the first season of Good Omens on Prime. Oh, and yes. Boy, is that a delightful show. I am, it is I'm, great. I'm sleeping on it. It's so funny. Uh, it's, it's uh, damn it, I'm going to forget their names, of course. Um, David Tennant and Michael Sheen. There you go. And they're an angel and a, a demon, and it's their, about their friendship throughout time, and it's just a just a delightful story, very funny, and it's it plays around with Christian mythology a lot, which I really like. It's so well I'm quite made. enjoying that one. Yeah, it's very well made, and uh, I, I've seen season one. Season two launched last week. Yeah, and so I'm going to get to it soon. I, I I had a bunch of shows that I'm sort of just finishing off here but i love good omens i love that show and i'm sort of saving the new season it's only six episodes yeah. i think the new season yeah, it's very short so, so it's like a british yeah. thing so yeah i'm sort of saving it as a little treasure for when i can uh enjoy it without i don't want to rush through it i want to i want to savor it a little bit because right. it's so good all right i'm going to recommend something um for people who enjoyed squid game um i was i was tuned in i was attuned to this um uh, a reality TV show from South Korea on Netflix. I read a New York Times article about, wow, there's so much great TV coming out of uh, South Korea. And with the writer's strike, um, Netflix is going all in on some of this stuff. And the and they, the only reality show that was on there was a show called Physical 100. Physical 100. And it's basically Squid Game with, except nobody dies, but it's Squid Game with a hundred buff people, um, some of who are well known in South Korea and others who are online influencers or whatever else. And um, and so uh, and, I, and you're like, how good can this be? But they actually do a great job of doing a nonviolent show where people are competing in Squid Game like competition. And even the very first one is, all right, all hundred of you have to just hang from your arms. And we'll rank you 100, like uh, like number one to 100 based on who like who can hang on the longest and who can let go the first. And so they eliminate people pretty quickly. But it's interesting to see like you've got bobsledders, you've got <laughs> kickboxers, you've got like uh, bodybuilders, you've got like so all different from all different you know, cyclists. From all different realms, and it's interesting to watch them compete. And I have to say, like, the refreshing part of the show is because they're from Korea, everybody is respectful to each other. So, like, they compete, but then it's kind of like, today, you bested me. Like, there's a lot yeah. of that. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, like... Oh, that's cool. You know, that like, sounds like a lot of fun. Yes, yes. And so, Physical 100 is what it's called, and it is like eating candy... You're going to watch those episodes like nothing. They'll fly by, and they're uh, they're good fun. 
Uh, sounds a little, a little bit like a most extreme elimination challenge. You remember that one from the nineties? That was an old uh, Japanese yes. show, I think. So kind of uh, yes. And this has similar, similar tones to that, but it's, okay. this is not, this is, as I say, this is almost refreshingly like it's squid game style, but almost refreshingly kind of like low key. <laughs> like for a reality you show. don't want it that high key because it's squid game and people die well imagine so. big brother where people were like yes you got the better of me you know like oh, never, okay. yeah, never yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right it's only right. like screw you and oh, I americans would hate that americans love the they drama do. they would love it. yeah that's funny all right. right we gotta get going thank you very much for that recommendations uh that's gonna do it for this episode of the media nerds i'm dan vatabonker i'm kenton larson don't let the door hit you on the ass <laughs>